Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Jenny is away on a little getaway with her husband today, but I am joined in studio by another one of my besties, Lynn Gregory. Lynn and I have known each other for over 25 years before either of us ever had any children, in fact. Before we jump into our discussion, I want to tell you a little bit about Lynn. She just celebrated her 30th wedding anniversary with her husband, James, who we all call Jim. Hey, Jim. (laughs) Um, In August of 2022. Together, they raised two children, Jonathan, who's 25, who recently got engaged and is off adulting in Minnesota, and Sarah, who's 21 and a senior education major at St. Norbert College here in De Pere. Lynn works at Northeast Wisconsin Technical College as a strategic business partner in the talent and culture department, otherwise known as HR. Um, And she supports the college's leaders with things like hiring, employment issues, and reorganizations. She's enjoying this stage of life of mostly empty nesting and spending time with her kids. Welcome, my friend. Hello, my friend. It is so fun to have you here. And I feel like maybe we should be doing more of these down the line. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see how this one goes first. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how you feel about it afterwards. True, true. All right. All right. So I mentioned that we go back a long time before we even had kids. Um, And we met while serving on the worship team of a local church. Um, And I feel like our friendship really solidified on that missions trip that we took to France, where it was music and drama oriented and just kind of all that. Right. Right. Um, What are your memories of the start of our friendship? Low those many years ago. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yes, definitely on that worship team. But I I would say our friendship really did solidify on that um, France missions trip. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I think one of my fondest memories, I believe when we got off the plane, you stopped me and you gave me a bracelet. Oh. Do you remember the bracelet? I did. I didn't know if you still did. Uh, Yes, I still have my half. I hope you have your half. (laughs) Yes. So Tina gave me uh, this bracelet that each each of us wore a half. Um, And it just... Again, I just think it really solidified our friendship. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that's I think when we... Not that we didn't know each other and we weren't friends before, but we became really close friends and shared... Maybe that deeper love friendship in Christ. I think so. When you spend 10 or 11 days in another country (laughs) where neither of us spoke the language and you got mugged on the subway. I mean, you just got really close. And we all had to sleep in tents at some point. I mean, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 Even though it was a wonderful trip and not roughing it except for that one night. Just one night. (laughs) Just one night. Don't feel too bad for us. So if you want to grow a friendship, take your friend overseas somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> go, go on a music and theater missions trip. Right, right. That, there's a whole podcast about that. It has yes. nothing to do with homeschooling, but oh, well, I'll just tell Jenny I'm doing it. So, right. <laughs> hey, Jenny, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> um, okay, so we went on that trip and a year later you had Jonathan mm-hmm. and I came over to your house and helped you take care of him when he was a newborn, which I will mm-hmm. always remember. And then you had Sarah a couple of years after that, four years after that. Um, 
And such a funny thing about that is obviously Sarah is my girl's oldest friend, literally, because she was six weeks old before my Rachel was born. So they grew up together. Um, And but here's the thing that's going to surprise our listeners. Lynn, you never, ever homeschooled your kids. I did not. Not a day. Not a day. Not, not a day a, in my house anyway. Well, <laughs> this is true. When I babysat we'll, Sarah. Yes, but, yeah. we'll, we'll share that in a moment. Okay. Okay. Um, did you ever consider homeschooling? I, you know, you, you sent me this question early on and I was trying to remember back, yeah. you know, 20. It's been a little while. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan's 25. So 20 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say I never considered it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I may have thought about it, but honestly, financially, we did not think it was an option. Mm. And I didn't necessarily have the passion for that Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe the confidence. Um, I guess my husband could have stayed home because he was educated as a a teacher, um, but he did not really, wasn't really up on that idea either. So you guys kind of talked about it, but he didn't want to either. You know, we joked about it, but it would never, I just think financially we did not feel we were in a position Mm -hmm. where we really could do it. Mm -hmm. So, and where we were living, uh, we felt we were comfortable with the elementary school that, Mm -hmm. um, that we were in the neighborhood of. Yeah. We, and I'm not going to call it names because it's that's just not fair to the school system back, you know, right. 20 years ago. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. But the middle school and the high school was one were ones where uh, we just really weren't comfortable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. felt like we would always move. Yeah. I think, you know, that never happened. We're <laughs> still in the house we uh, first bought. So that was the plan when the kids were little was we'll mm-hmm. move before they get to middle school. Exactly. Okay. But yep. you didn't, but you did make a different choice. At we that did. Point. We made a, um, I'm just like school choice. We made an option. <laughs> Boy, words are hard for Lynn today. But sorry, folks. <laughs> um, we did decide to school choice into a different, different district that mm-hmm. was fairly close to where we lived. Right. Um, and really felt our kids got a a really wonderful education and a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. through that. So I do feel my kids were still blessed through that, that option that we we made. What were, again, without naming names, what were some of the concerns you had about the the district where you lived versus the things you liked about the district where you chose? Sure. So it wasn't the whole district. I think it was really the particular schools that we were in, Mm -hmm. uh, in, you know, stone's throw from, if you would. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At the time, they really struggled with um, authority. Mm. Um, Kids listening to authority within the schools. And, you know, it's hard. You hope that your kids wouldn't follow. They would try to be a leader of a different sort, but um, really didn't want that negative influence. Right. I mean, if you have a a kid of a a school of a thousand kids, it's really hard to be the even 50 who stand out as being leaders that are different. Right. Correct. Yeah. 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 And especially at that middle school age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think we probably had a little more of an issue with that particular middle school than we did with the high school. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But, and I have friends who lived in our neighborhood that still chose to send their kids there and they all came out just fine at they the end of the day. Fine. So, yeah. Tell me some of the blessings that your kids got at the middle school and high school where you sent them. 
Because I know they were involved in lots of different things. Oh my gosh. Well, that I think is one of the blessings in and of itself Mm -hmm. is the opportunities to get involved Mm -hmm. um, in just such a wide variety of things. I have one child who is incredibly athletic, Mm -hmm. um, liked music, kind of took it to probably make his mom and dad happy. He's good um, though. He's a good singer. Well, he found out he was good uh-huh. and he found out it was okay and not totally <laughs> uncool to be, you know, in the show choir. Yeah. And when tapped to do music theater, he did it. He shared a role. Someone had a family wedding and they needed somebody kind of the same size for costuming. <laughs> and he did it. And I think he said he hated every minute of it, but he did it. Uh-huh. So I got had one chance to see him in music theater. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that story. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> um, my daughter, uh, very musical yeah. uh, vocally and did also play sports um, and got involved in um, uh, Destination Imagination and all sorts of really cool things mm-hmm. um, that r- really, I think, have set her up well in college yeah. to be involved. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, okay. I'm a dyed in the wool homeschooler. We'll just say that. But oftentimes people would ask me if you didn't homeschool and you were going to use public school, what would you, where would you send your kids? I don't know if I ever told you this. I would have sent them to the district where you sent your kids. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. <laughs> Well, we both learned something tonight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just because all things being equal, there are certain public school districts, I think, that stand out in different ways. And yeah. also not being so large, right? I mean, the one where we both lived at the time was very, very large. Right. And that has, right. has its own problems. Yeah. So, and yeah. I'm not saying they didn't there, but right. um, at the time, the administration was very hands-on. Right. You, you saw the principal and the superintendent. I felt like I I saw them at almost every function Mm -hmm. I was at, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, both sporting and musical and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was real that that you know really helped. So I do think that probably one of the best things we ever did as a parent Mm -hmm. was make that decision to school choice into a different district. Really gave our kids a lot of great great opportunities. Yeah, and opportunities to grow and stretch. Right. Right. Definitely. Okay. Well, kind of getting back to homeschooling a little bit. Um, That's okay. That's okay. I asked the question. I wanted the answers, but I think you knew from early on that I was going to homeschool the girls. Um, I didn't necessarily, I was just talking about this uh, on a different episode where when I started out, it was just because I couldn't foresee um, sending my kids to somebody else because I just wanted to be the one to see the light bulb come on. Right. So when I started, I wasn't some kind of advocate. I was just like, I'm a mommy and I want my kids at home with me. Right. Um, so I think that you knew that from the beginning, I became an advocate later. That's a whole different thing. Um, what were your impressions of that idea at the time when the girls were like preschoolers before I started? I think my first thought was, um, wow, you spent all that money on your education. (laughs) Probably coupled with jealousy because you had the ability to stay home just in being really honest. I never thought you were like wacky or out of your mind or anything like that. You didn't I, know me that well, did you? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we said not talking that, about right? your advocate days. That yes, was early okay, on, right? right? No, yeah, just yeah. Season. <laughs> um, no, I think, um, I think I, it was pretty cool. I probably wished I could have done it. Mm. Um, I also feel like maybe though you and I are both wired a wee bit differently. Mm. I also could not see myself home 
with mm-hmm. my kids all day, every day. And that's just me personally. And I think yeah. that's, that's why we call this a personal choice. Right. 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 It's also why Lynn doesn't do like babysitting and childcare <laughs> at church. I love my kids, yeah. but the, the littles, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess God would have blessed me if that would have been the choice I would sure, have made. Yeah. But I really feel like I may have gone out of my mind. Interesting, because of course you wouldn't know this at the time, and I had to learn it myself, was that homeschoolers aren't home all the time, sometimes yeah. not most of the time, right? So if you had made that choice, there's co-ops and groups and all kinds of things you could have been involved in, but how as your kids are little and you're thinking about this, you have no framework for None. thinking about that, right. right? I mean, there were homeschool groups, but you had to know where to find them. <laughs> and they didn't have a website back 25 years ago or 20 years ago. So, right. Right. So you wouldn't have known. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we referenced that you never homeschooled either of your kids, but there was a time when Sarah was kind of homeschooled. Yes, she was. <laughs> so fast forward to the summer before her kindergarten year. Yeah. <laughs> and Tina approaches me and says, Hey, I have this idea I could, because I'm going to be working with my girls. Mm -hmm. What would you think of me watching Sarah for the summer Mm -hmm. and give her like pre-K type activities, get her, make sure she's really ready and then some. And then my girls get their, their bestie playmate all summer. Right. (laughs) Actually, we were just looking through photo albums and found a whole bunch of pictures from that summer. I should have brought them. It was a nice little walk down memory lane. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Tina did. She watched Sarah for that summer. I remember you made a binder Mm. of all the work that she did that you could that I could share with her kindergarten teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, And back then we had the opportunity to ask for a well, we approached the district and said, we didn't want the one the son had, but we wanted this <laughs> other one. And so, yes. Hey, you're the taxpayer. You're I the know, parent, right? right? So <laughs> we did We did get that kindergarten teacher who looked through this album and was just in awe of all the great mm. things that you were able to do. And therefore, oh. I think that really set Sarah up to be a leader mm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it, even as early as kindergarten, because she knew stuff ahead of time and she was always such a helpful little girl yeah. still is a helpful young woman. Um, but I can remember it, that being carried forward even into like third grade mm. when students were struggling with math concepts mm-hmm. and Sarah always knew the answer. <laughs> so she would get her stuff done first and then she turned to her neighbor and help them. Oh, yeah. And I mean, then you fast forward all these years and here she is studying to be an educator. That's right. Starting her senior year in the fall. Well, right around now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This fall. Wow. Wow. Well, I didn't know that. I mean, I I knew that you had showed that to the teacher, but I didn't know the impression necessarily. that Very, very impressed. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, so good job, Tina. One public school teacher had a good impression of homeschooling at that time. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So... You, you talked about what you were thinking as I was starting to get started with it, I guess. Um, and then I got going with it and the girls were like elementary school age. And I'm going to ask you both sides of this coin. But what if you can think back to when they were like elementary age, were some of the positive things that you saw from the outside looking in? I think uh, probably one of the biggest positives was the closeness of your girls, mm. um, just how they really became each other's 
best friends. Mm -hmm. And not that you force that because certainly as siblings, they could have chosen a different (laughs) path, but just that. And they did have other friends. Yes. Sarah and others. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't mean like they were only each other's, each other's only friends (laughs) by any means. Um, But uh, just watching that friendship really blossom. They Mm -hmm. were, I mean, they're close in age. Yeah. So therefore, you know, um, in, in spite of them having different types of interests Mm -hmm. and personality and well, yes, yeah. very different personality, <laughs> but they, but they, I don't know. You could see it early on that, mm-hmm. that they really were each other's best friends yeah. at that moment. Okay. Yeah. And that when stood you first out started. to you. Yeah, yeah, I did. So we're going to be all about transparency here. Absolutely. What were some of the concerns that you had as I was starting out? Cause you were my bestie still are, and you saw it all. Yeah. Um, I don't probably didn't ever say it to your face, but I did worry about the socialization for Mm. your girls, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with one of them (laughs) who's a little shyer. (laughs) Uh, And I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm, and probably because I didn't have anyone outside of you around me that Mm. was a homeschooler that I could see how the social... I mean, I think I saw it later, yeah. but I, at, when they were little, I just yes. didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and I, I can remember wondering how are these girls going to function in society if mm-hmm. they are only under their mother? Sure. Again, that's my being naive yeah. Yeah. Um, and not understanding the constructs of what homeschool associations can really do. Right. And how they can form these great and wonderful other friendships and they yeah. can be perfectly um, functioning adults yeah. in society mm-hmm. as both your girls are right now. So <laughs> Right. No, but I understand because um, I even got that from other homeschoolers at times. I don't think oh. I ever told you this because <laughs> like there, I was just talking to somebody about um, Rachel. It's a different thing. Like how, if she had gone to school, they might have diagnosed her with ADD or wanting her to say that she had ADD. Because if you remember, she bounced all over the place and climbed and everything, right? Well, now looking at her as a 21-year-old, you would never fathom that she was so energetic, right? Um, she's plenty energetic now, but in that way, right? And I think both my girls were slow to warm up when they were little. And so until they got to know people... Like it didn't show with Sarah because they knew Sarah their whole entire lives. But with other people, they were very reserved when they were little. And people would be like, not that other homeschoolers would say send them to school, but kind of like, yeah, how is this going to turn out? And of course, I'd never done it before. I didn't think it was homeschooling's fault because I'm introverted myself. But, you know, homeschoolers always have that that question in the back of our minds. Are we are we doing it right? Are we hurting our kids? So, yeah, I I, I think I was there because I'm like, are they actually going to be okay? Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, so did you ever feel I'd made a mistake or did you get past that concern early enough that you felt like it was okay with that? I homeschooled. I wouldn't say I ever thought you made a mistake um, okay. because I always have come back to the fact that it's personal choice. Mm-hmm. Um, did I, again, did I worry sometimes for your girls? Because even though we're not related, they are like nieces to me. I mean, they, we they are all like you Auntie Lynn. I know, so, I yes. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are Auntie Tina always and forever. So, yep. um, 
Yeah. So worry. Yes. Did I ever think you made a mistake? No, because it's not, was not my choice to make. Yeah. Yeah. When did you, those fears that you had, Mm -hmm. when, how old were the girls when you started to put those to rest Mm -hmm. and and see that it was maybe going to be okay? Well, for sure by those, I mean, I'll just give them the labels of like the high school grades, probably into middle school as you and I shared more stories about what the girls were doing and the involvement they were having yeah. and things like the that. musicals, so the and, musicals you know, and, and stuff. Yeah. We, uh, we, we all went to see each other's kids in musicals. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah at <laughs> the school did. and my girls in the homeschool group. Right. Yep. yep. <laughs> and the other things. Okay. So, and you started, did you start to see that they were socialized? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very much particular. So. They both are. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't going to go there. Well, (laughs) they both are in their own way, right? They they are. Yes. Um, All right. So here's another raw question. Okay. Did you ever feel judged by me or even other homeschoolers that you happen to learn and get to know, like, like in church or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Because youth group would be a mix of Mm -hmm. public school, private school, homeschoolers, Mm -hmm. but by me or anybody else. Uh, I don't, I I don't think so. Um, I never felt like you judged me personally, mm-hmm. but when you became more of an advocate, I sometimes could not read your Facebook posts mm-hmm. because I thought, I didn't think you were always talking about me, but <laughs> if you were talking about a parent sending their child to public school, and that was me. So oh. it was almost like by default, you were talking to me, Yeah. even though I know you and I have talked and you've right. always respected my decision. For sure. But I think in those earlier days yeah. when you were super on fire for it. Yeah. Sometimes I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't read them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I felt like, hmm, she could be talking about me, even <laughs> though I knew you weren't talking about me. me right. But, right. Yeah. I can see that, you know, I think, uh, and I thought about that actually uh, over time because I don't think I'm as in people's face anymore. (laughs) You are not. I still have those strong feelings, right? But I think with age and experience. (laughs) um, Who's old? (laughs) We're not old. It's experience, right? Um, I think I've learned that I don't want to say it this way necessarily, but you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, right? And so, but I was so excited about having read the things that I learned and it wasn't even about anybody's choice. It was about the history of the public school system that I learned. And I was like, Oh my gosh, everybody get your kids out. Right. (laughs) And I may still feel that way now, but I've grown in my acceptance of other people's choices. Like, because it's you and me, it was never a matter right of other, but I never had you in my mind. I'm sure I had other people in my mind. (laughs) Well, that's good. But because we're best friends and I know you and I know your heart for your kids and you weren't just dropping them off at the schoolhouse door and and, and letting other people, strangers, educate them. So Correct. Correct. I was going to to add um, because that thought just came to my mind is we were also very involved parents. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. That makes Mm -hmm. a big difference. yeah. So when your kids come home and they talk about not liking a teacher, you know, it's a great lesson to learn that you're not going to always like everybody you meet right. in life. Right. 
but they are a teacher. They are still a figure of authority and therefore you need to respect them. And But by the same token, I know that when you saw issues that bothered you, yes. whether it was the first school district or the one you choiced to, mm-hmm. you were there. You weren't yes. just letting those teachers or the administrators or the program run roughshod over your kids. Exactly. I mean, exactly. And that's really important, right? I think too many parents give full authority to the schools without yeah. realizing that they're still in charge. Yeah. I have a great example of that. So when Jonathan was in, I think it was fourth grade and they were learning division and it was this new way. And I, it was pre-common core, but it, it was, was pre-common way. core, but yes, <laughs> but it was still this new way. And I, I could just, t- I mean, I was struggling to understand it. Yeah. And, I and mean, you're good at math. And I was good at math. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I had a college professor say, why aren't you majoring in math? I'm thinking, why would I? No offense to anybody who majored in math. <laughs> um, my daughter's boyfriend is a math major, so <laughs> they're lovely people. Um, but I said to him, because I knew he knew the fundamentals. I knew he knew addition and subtraction and multiplication. Yeah. That's what you need to know in order to do division. Yeah. So I sat him down one night and I taught him the way I was taught yep. division. Good old fashioned long division. L- yep. Good mm-hmm. old fashioned long division. It took a couple of tries, but all of a sudden, again, you could see that light bulb go on. You were homeschooling him. I know. <laughs> From the sidelines. Um, so the next day I uh, sent a note to his teacher, mm-hmm. asked her to call me. And I just said, I know there's a, a quiz or a test coming up. He is really struggling with this new way to do math. I hope you don't mind, but I taught him long division. And her commentary was back. However, he n- can learn how to do it is fine by uh, me. It was their first year, I think, trying out this new math thing. I don't yeah. know that she fully believed in it. Yeah. That's, she never said it. But that's what I got out of it. Yeah. And she said, as long as he can show me his work, because I will understand what he's doing, Mm -hmm. I am completely fine with that. So again, Uh it was really just being able to reach out kind of across the table to say, my kid is struggling. Yeah. I remember when Sarah was in second grade and she was an advanced math student at one point, um, but she couldn't get her plus twos. This girl could not get <laughs> of her all the math of facts. all the math. I write <laughs> two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. <laughs> she just it just was not clicking for her. So I again, I guess I never thought of it as homeschooling, but one day I, we sat down to practice. Yep. And I made her take like the tip of her eraser and tap twice. So if uh, I if I have one uh-huh. plus two, I have one, two, three. If I have three. Four, five, you know, everything plus two. You homeschooled two. her, my dear. I know, right? <laughs> Darn, I'm good. I'm just See, let's, let's wind it all, back and again, you can do it. <laughs> all of, right. no, I'm good. Um, all of a sudden, it just, she just got it. And she, mm. then from there on, she, it could just, she just flew by. Yeah. She just, yeah. She just got so stuck on it, like totally oh. got in her head. Yeah, this mental block or something, and she needed something. She just needed some it. trick to get her to yeah. move it along. Yeah. Do you remember my story about Rachel counting to 100? So she was little, like four or five years old, right? And she couldn't do it. I, this was the whole extra movement kind of thing. She's just very body smart. And um, I'd have her sit at the kitchen table and we're doing our math. And um, she got to 10 and she got stuck like every time <laughs> or 15 or whatever, you know. And uh, then one day I called her into the kitchen to do her math. And 
as Rachel would all the time at that age, she's running around skipping. She's skipping around my kitchen table, right? And she starts counting and she keeps counting all the way up to a hundred. And then she sits down and she said, is that enough, mama? (laughs) Just because she was moving. I didn't think about it until, and then I said, wait a minute, try that again when you're sitting. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Every time I had her move, she could do it. Mm -hmm. And so what you did with Sarah I, I can tell you this, you tapped into her music smart. Exactly. Because That's of that rhythm stuff. Yeah. And you didn't know that at the time you yeah. were just trying whatever yeah. would work, but you did it because you know her because you're her mama. Yeah. So, yeah. and then it helped her when she went back to school. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, having been a classroom teacher myself, I will say that the good teachers are the ones who honor and respect parents. Unfortunately, they don't all, right? Right. But there are many who do. And if they do and they know their place, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but if they know that your kids are yours, right? And they're there to provide a service, then they're good teachers. Yeah. So the yeah. system is a something else, but there are a lot of good teachers yeah. within the system. Yeah. So my girl's going to be one of them. And she is. And I can't <laughs> wait. So, but I still have to give her some tips. I know. Sarah, are you listening? We need to have coffee. I know. She okay. did say she was going to listen to this. So, <laughs> all right, Sarah, we're going to do coffee with Auntie Tina really soon. So, <laughs> um, okay. So you talked about like the beginning when we were homeschooling. Um, you obviously didn't have much of a framework, so you kind of didn't know what we were doing. And, um, but over the years, I mean, I homeschooled all the way through to graduation. What did you learn about homeschooling as you saw what I was doing with the girls and got to know some other homeschoolers in our community? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I learned is that there really are a ton of resources out there for people. I don't think people have to be an expert in every subject matter. And I think that's what I thought going in. Yeah. Because you have tools that can help guide you through the lessons, if you would. Yeah. Just the classroom teachers. Yeah. They look at the teacher's manuals every single day. Right. Exactly. But I didn't, again, I didn't necessarily know that. Right. Um, While I was smart at math and I feel I speak well, I write well, I can spell. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um. Like I had no interest really ever when I was in high school or much in college about like social study type things, mm-hmm. which I do now later as an adult. Yeah. Um, and I don't love science. I can do it. Um, right. But I always feared, I think, mm-hmm. having to teach subjects that I had no clue about. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't know until you saw my girls didn't use like co-ops or anything, but I'm sure you would talk to some of our friends at different gatherings and right, right. that they have those things. Right. 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 But, you know, obviously in watching you grow in your homeschool journey as well, I think once your kids got older and got to some of those bigger, larger subjects, mm-hmm. um, you had a lot of um, tools and literature and guides at your disposal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even people who want to homeschool don't know all the resources, don't know, don't have a clue about a fraction of the resources that are out there, let alone if you're just kind of looking from the outside, like, you know, how are they going to do this? I remember my father-in-law asking me who loved me and loved my girls and was a public school music teacher and just would ask questions out of curiosity, not judgment one bit. And one day he said to me, he asked me if the school gives me the books for the girls because <laughs> he just couldn't, uh, couldn't yeah. fathom another way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain, he didn't really get it when I said, well, no, they don't and they can't legally. And he was like, well, why not? <laughs> you pay taxes. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, but he just, 
he didn't know any better. And I think that's very typical. People don't know that there's so many options. <laughs> so exactly. exactly. Yeah. What about the social thing? What did you learn about that as we went along? I think I would say, I mean, like I referenced before, just being able to watch your, your girls get involved in things mm -hmm. and that it wasn't just with the same two or three kids all the time, that there's this really large population in our area that our birthday parties maybe <laughs> gave you a clue right? how many people were at the oh birthday parties. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now that I might've thought you were whacked about, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were large parties. That's for sure. <laughs> and not all homeschooled kids. Cause we socialize with other kids too right, from church right. and, and everything yeah. too. But a lot of them were, that's yeah. probably where you met other homeschoolers, right? That is where I met other homeschoolers. Yeah. And you know, back to actually, you had an earlier question of, did I ever feel judged by you or anybody else, like either from church or maybe that I met at your, I would say, no, okay. I feel like, or at least the people you were associating <laughs> with, um, didn't judge me for having our kids in, in public school. Good. So. Good job, friends. <laughs> You're a Hollenbeck friend. You did right, well. Right. Okay. That kind of leads to the next question. All right. Um, we talked about, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as passionate as I am, I stand on parental rights more than I stand on the value of homeschooling. I, I wish every single person would homeschool because it's such a blessing and it's so cool. But I come down on parental rights and we've both said this. It's a personal choice and that what you made your choice and you have authority under God and everything else for your children. And I do for mine. Um, but there are some friendships that literally break up over this issue. Yeah. I've met people either homeschoolers or non-homeschoolers and their friendships have broken up. Do you think it should ever be a hill to die on for a friendship? No, no, there's not, no circumstance. No, not around the construct of homeschooling itself. Mm -hmm. If you saw a friend on either side that you've maybe felt uh, in some way, shape or form that there was harm being done to the child. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're trying to advocate for something different to stop that. Yeah. Then maybe. Yeah. But just around the constructs of homeschooling or public schooling. No, I don't. It makes me sad. Yeah. It makes me very sad. Mm -hmm. Um this is going to sound maybe a little pious, but um, <laughs> none of us are judge and jury. Yeah. None of us. Right. We're not. Yeah. And none of us is perfect. Mm -hmm. It comes down to that, that personal choice, whether you agree with it or not. Mm -hmm. If you really love your friend, you'll respect their decision. Yeah. So think about that before you let it come between the two of you. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah, that's very good. My job here, folks, is done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did just give some advice to non-homeschooling ladies who have homeschooling friends, but that can go both ways, right? Absolutely. Um, can you think of other specific pieces of advice to give to other ladies who don't homeschool and they've got homeschooling friends uh, to help them maintain their friendship and keep it strong? Like, how do you maintain the friendship? Is that yeah, kind of your question? Like, yeah, like, you know, just from a perspective of, you know, obviously kids' schooling choices are, it takes up a big chunk of our time and energy mm -hmm. when we're raising our kids. And so that was for mm -hmm. both of us at mm -hmm. the forefront, right? right? Right. So 
I guess from the outside looking in again and, and someone has a homeschooling friend and they don't know much about it, but they want to maintain the friendship and not let things get in the way. Mm-hmm. What are some things you would recommend? Well, first of all, I think you have to be purposeful about finding time to spend together. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the things that you and I have done well. Yeah. We went through a spell where we were at the same church and we weren't at the same <laughs> church. Then we're back at the same church. And then we now weren't at the same. And we're, now we're still not. <laughs> However, through all of that, you and I did not have to necessarily talk every single day, every yeah. single week. Um, but we made time. Sometimes once a month, sometimes once a quarter, depending on the busyness of life with our kids at the time. Right. Um, But we made a point to do dinner Mm -hmm. and usually talk for hours and hours and hours, (laughs) folks. I'm just saying. Yep. But we to catch up and to share some of the fun things that were happening Mm -hmm. in our children's lives. Right. And while they may have been different types of experiences, um, we were happy for each other. And yeah. it takes a conscious choice to be happy for each other, even if you aren't doing the same schooling vein. Right. Right. But you're right to make that choice, right? To to not let it, it seems silly to me that one would let another person's choices of school for their kids get in the way. But it happens. So it has to be a conscious choice to say, no, I can still hear all about Sarah's show choir and all this, that, and the other thing. And you can still hear about the homeschool art class. And it's not going to be something that we, we can't talk about, right? Right. We should celebrate all the cool things all of our kids are doing. And we always did. Yeah. We always did. And maybe we're unique in that way, but I, I really want to believe anybody can have that. Yeah. You have to make it, but you have to be purposeful. Yes. And make that choice. Right. And maybe it's extending the olive branch from, again, either direction. Right. Um, to say, I value our friendship. I don't want to lose our friendship over this. Yeah. Let's go have coffee. Yeah. Let's go. Like, like if you had told me about those Facebook posts, and I understand why you didn't, right? You didn't let it get in the way. But if they were really bothering you and you had told me about it, I like to think, and I hope, I, I think I would have said, I am really sorry, you know? And, oh, I know you would have, 100%. Um, I didn't intend that, right? Right. But you have to be willing to talk if there's a hard issue in there. Because if you just let something fester, it's it's going to destroy the friendship. Right. So deep down, I knew you were not talking about me. Yeah. But I felt icky in a sense because (laughs) I was a public school and mama. Right. 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 But it wasn't ever enough to make me not still love you and value our friendship. Yeah. Now, again, we, maybe we're unique. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But again, I think because we had always been purposeful about our friendship, you know, dating back to the day of you giving me this bracelet. I mean, seriously, (laughs) I knew that wasn't going to be something that, and if it really, really had bothered me, you know me well enough to know I would have said something. Oh yeah. You'd have taken <laughs> me to the woodshed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Okay. So, uh, are there things I could have done better or differently as a homeschooler and you're not a homeschooler or advice that you have for the homeschooling moms out there who have friends who don't homeschool, which is the majority of the population. (laughs) (laughs) How can, how can homeschooling moms be better friends 
to their non-homeschooling friends specifically? Mm-hmm. This is a, oh, this is kind of a hard question. Um, I guess in my head, it comes back to that idea of being purposeful. Mm-hmm. So as a homeschooling mom, I would encourage you to go to your public schooling home, public schooling mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> friend to your friend, go to your friend yeah. and ask about the kids, about how they're doing, you know, like what are some exciting things that have been happening and ask it authentically and not with judgment and whether you like the answer or not, if you're a good friend and again, unless they're being harmed in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But even so, if you think they're being harmed, let's say I thought for some reason there was a particularly harmful thing happening to your kids in school. I would not have been a very good friend if I hadn't brought that up to you. Right. I guess I'm saying don't speak with judgment. Right. Speak with love. Yeah. Right. So, um, if something funky is happening, how can you help support them as right. a friend? How can you pray for them? That kind of thing. Cause yeah. that's, that's where we're at. Right. Yeah, right. So, um, and again, that goes in both directions. Be excited uh, for your homeschooling friends. If you're a public school person, be excited for your homeschooling friends activities for the things they're achieving in the home. Yeah. Just as I would hope you as the homeschooling parent can be that have that same sense of excitement when their child gets a good grade on a test, even if you don't really believe in that. That's something <laughs> that I see. I know enough, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but you were always super excited when Sarah did well on things. Yep. Um, and Jonathan, and if you're Jonathan, listening, Jonathan, I know, I know, it makes him sound like he didn't do well, but he did. He did very um, well. He did. He surprised us all. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what people can do when they apply themselves. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. He's a good boy. Uh, he is a good boy. So, um, but yeah, just really like reach out, be a good listener, be an encourager. That type of thing. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Both ways. Um, we'll close in a few minutes here, but tell us a little bit more about where each of your kids is at right now. We mentioned it in the intro, but you can sure. brag on them a little bit. Sure. All right. So we'll start with Jonathan, uh, who had his 25th birthday here this uh, in July. And uh, he graduated from St. Norbert College as a business major in 2019 Moved to the Twin Cities uh, late February of 2020. (laughs) And then we all know what happened. I know. Uh, So in spite of that, he the job he had found out there was at this wonderful family owned. Mm -hmm. um, They do brokerage trucking. Uh, The intent was for him to go into sales uh, because he was homebound for quite a bit. When it came time to do sales, he still didn't feel like he knew enough. So he stayed within customer service. Now, fast forward two years and a couple of months, and he uh, became a manager Mm. um, over a team, um, came with a very nice salary. So when (laughs) I say he's off adulting, um, the oddest thing was several months ago, he um, closed his banking here in town. Oh. And so mama no longer had access to see kind oh. of all his funds, <laughs> which I never, I mean, it was what it was, but yeah. 
Yeah. It was just like, wow. It's a weird transition, right? Yeah, you and know, you know he's, he's doing fine because he's going to buy a house, right? Yes, really soon. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, engaged and mm-hmm. paying for the most of the wedding mm-hmm. themselves. So he's doing very well. Yes. He is doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, it, it, too, um, you know, just she is middle miss little active right so she's constantly active um and being involved in things and um says has such a passion and heart Mm -hmm. for um children and children with uh with uh, special needs Mm -hmm. and um you know i think her first week on campus she was asked to be involved in this green bandana Mm. Green Bandana Project, which is around mental health. Mm. Um, so she walks around with this green bandana on her backpack mm. and anybody who's struggling can go up to her and she can give them, you know, they, she can listen and give them uh, ways to, and people to go talk to. So wow. I never yeah. knew that about her. Either. I know. Right? Wow. Cool? Plus still singing a lot. Which singing is, a lot. And which she's got a serious boyfriend she that you love. She does. Yes. She does. So hi, Daniel. Listening. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. She's in a wonderful uh, relationship. Both of my kids. So Jonathan is engaged to uh, Mariah, who um, is also a Christian, as we are. Um, same with Daniel uh, for Sarah. So um if any of you parents out there are like, oh, we pray for this for our kids all the time. God does answer prayers. So. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other parting thoughts? No, no. I think I said it earlier that it makes me it makes me sad that people would let, again, this personal choice come between their friendships. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't agree with each other, I just, I struggle to think why that means your friendship has to end. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, that, it just makes me sad. So I just really encourage you if you're struggling with a friendship, um, really think about what part in that struggle you've had and figure out how to maybe help mend that relationship. Such wise words because we're, we're wise women, right? Not old, wise. We're wise. <laughs> we are wise. Ah. Uh, Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And I hope that this is an episode that you choose to listen to more than once, just because we had so much fun taping it. But also Lynn's wisdom and what I said too about not letting personal choice on this kind of a matter interfere with a friendship. Um, Even if you have the strongest conviction about homeschooling ever, um, You need to give your friends grace and let them wrestle with their own convictions one way or the other, right? Um, It's not up to you to convince anybody either way, right? Whether it's public school, homeschool, homeschool, public school, it's not your job to convict anybody of anything else. Be friends and just love authentically, as Lynn said, and enjoy the blessings of good friendships like Lynn and I have had. Be well, my friends.